Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 278. Today, I'm sitting down with a professional organizer, Grace Ramon. She is a wife and a mother and a full-time social worker. So it's interesting that she brings her perspective as a social worker to her business as a professional organizer. She's tuning in from the Central Valley of California but is originally from the Philippines. And she'll tell you a little bit about her upbringing and how that informs her work too. She believes there is peace in planning, both when it comes to planning how to organize your space and how to plan and organize your financial life and really helps encourage, motivate, and inspire other women in their organization and financial journey. Grace is a lifelong learner, a recovering overthinker and loves her cup of coffee and quiet time every morning. I feel that. (laughs) She has an incredible personal story with overcoming some major financial uh, challenges early on in her adult life and how getting organized financially and physically in your space can lead to more peace and tranquility internally in your own mind and in your own life. So This is a good episode for you because we'll have some takeaways and practical applications of that desire to control uh, in coping through cleaning, frankly, cleaning up your life, cleaning up your space, and cleaning up your finances. Let's jump right into it with Grace Ramon. Grace, welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast. I am so excited to be here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your podcast. You're a fellow podcaster. You've got your own community growing. I would love to hear more about that. And why don't we start at the very beginning? How did you get into helping others get their lives together, both from like a physical space organization standpoint and a money organization uh, perspective? With me, I have not always been the born organized type of a person. So it was a lot of trial and error on my end throughout life, really. And my, for many years, my money situation was a mess. I hid it well, because it's one of those things that you can hide, right? It's not like physical clutter. You don't have to tell people um, how much you owe on credit card bills. For years, I had that, that type of a clutter in my mind and my heart. And after a while, I said, you know what, I am tired of this. And I want to make a change. That's where it all started from there. And financially, my husband and I got ourselves together and tackled the debt. After that, I started being able to dream again, really. I mean, that's what it helped me do. Because when you're in debt, things, that's all that's in front of you every day being able to pay that off and, you know, you start to 
say, hey, what else can I do, you know, after that accomplishment? So that's how I started. And last year I had, I guess maybe you would call it an awakening that, hey, I've always loved to organize. (laughs) I've always loved to plan. So I started to expand on that and, and realize that, wow, these are the skills and abilities that I've learned throughout the years. I don't believe I was necessarily born with them. But I've always loved it. Yeah. And I feel like I like the combination of how you tackle mental clutter in the form of debt and financial anxiety with actual physical clutter. (laughs) At your website, Organize with Grace, you really talk about both of those elements, which it sounds like is informed by your pursuit of the American dream, too, right? I heard in your very first podcast episode, your yes. story as a young immigrant coming over here from the Philippines, it wasn't just hard in that element. There was also family addiction issues that you're, you've navigated, right? So, and I think it's just refreshing to hear from someone who wants to help us get our shit together, but in a way that's kind, you know what I mean? Guess who is the most critical mm. is ourselves. We beat ourselves before we even get started. And, and totally. I did that for many years. And coming from my background mm-hmm. and like you said, the American dream, I, the whole time I thought that we would come here and have that big house and have that car and have this and that, which nothing is wrong with that. Nothing is wrong right. with material things. Right. Let me put a disclaimer on that. But when that is all yeah. you're trying to um, accomplish and not uh, what your inner desires are as far as peace and and happiness, then that's all you're going to get, right? Yeah. It does feel a little vapid at times like this. Um, You know, and I waffle. One of my big questions for you is so existential. I feel like (laughs) I meant to build to this, but let's just rip the bandaid off now. We're in a pandemic. Yes. People are dying. Mm -hmm. You know, people are jobless. This is a really hard time. And I find myself on the weekends kind of compulsively cleaning my house, seeking control over a very out of control world. And I guess (laughs) I literally have on my notes here, how do you deal with feelings of overwhelm slash existential dread? (laughs) And I just wonder, like, again, I meant to build to this and not really start with it, but in, in today's world, what's that relationship between peace and tranquility internally and order, right? And sort right. of cleanliness or structure, whatever you want to call it in our in our home lives. How do you right. approach this with that perspective? I believe number one, as I mentioned earlier, that we've got to get our heads together out of ourselves as far as being self-judgmental, self-condemning, mm. self-critical, all the mom guilt and busyness being more valued than anything, even though, you know, I I believe that we may overwhelm ourselves with these things and letting ourselves know, hey, I'm doing the best I can. Right. This is a mess right now, but I'm going to get to it. And I feel like for myself, my mission really is to encourage and build up, especially working women as they navigate through their daily lives, especially in this pandemic. It's so different. And it's so, Mm. you know, just everywhere you look is, you know, you 
you have the feeling of dread, you're like, you yeah, said, and, yes. but that's where we need to start is ourselves that we've got mm-hmm. to stop being so super self-critical about where mm-hmm. we are in life overall. Yeah, that's a really good point. So let's say we get the mindset right. Yes. Let's say that we start there. We say, I'm starting where I am. I'm radically accepting that I'm a mess, <laughs> right? Or whatever it might be. Then what? Like, okay. I'm curious of your philosophy yes. and your approach to organizing. Like, where does one even begin? Because mm-hmm. I know I'm representing my little sister, Izzy, here as the, the girl with the really messy room with her stuff all over the place. And I went over to my, I went over to her place and she had a sparkling clean bedroom and her whole persona was light and sparkly and like alive. And she was so proud. She had spent all day getting herself organized because that, that feeling is so good. But how do you get there when you look up and you're like, oh God, I need to deal with all of that, you know? Got it. Got it. And yes, that is typically the reaction we have when we look around our home. Mm-hmm. And it's really not about how or where to start. That is a given. You know, you there's an abundance of how-to videos. You've got your Marie Kondo. You've got your yeah. home edit. You've got everybody Pinterest. But the <sighs> key here is it's all about when. Oh. When are you going to do this thing, this decluttering? When we want to decide to declutter. And that, I believe, is half the battle, really, when we, they always say, a goal without a plan is just a wish. Yeah. If your goal is to declutter, you've got to put it into your calendar, into your routine. Right. Um, Because what do we say most of the time, and kind of this is another self-defeating objection that we have is, I don't have time. It's interesting because... We use the fresh start effect philosophy in our planner community. Mm-hmm. So the Bossed Up Life Tracker Planner, we have accountability calls and we all refresh our planners like every month together. And the idea behind the fresh start is at the top of a month, the top of a week, that's your moment to capitalize on that motivational peak, that sort of baked in motivational peak. And I never start my week thinking about getting organized. In fact, it's quite the contrary. A friend of mine, Jesse, had this philosophy, which was, I'm going to force myself to do that laundry I have to do or clean up that kitchen that I don't feel like cleaning up midweek, even if it means, you know, doing it at nine o'clock at night on a weeknight, because I want to wake up on a Saturday and have total freedom and total freedom over my weekend of having just fun and quality time. Meanwhile, I'm like, ooh, Saturday morning, let's wake up and clean and mop and organize and dust, you know? So I don't know. I wonder, like, how do you approach the plan? Is it different for different folks? Or what time do you think is best? Yes, it is different. I have four easy steps to, you know, to a more organized you is the number one thing is assess. You have to know Mm. where you're at. And what is the outcome that you are trying to reach? So for those who dare, do a time study mm-hmm. on yourself and find out where your time is going each day. And I want to go back to your fresh start. Um, and yeah. I love that because that's another thing that I love to talk about is the monthly 
this mm. just like a budget this is a monthly thing that you ha- you can start fresh and do things with right. you know with the easy steps is assess where are you what didn't work before and what are you still trying to reach we don't want to give ourselves too much of a hard time it's like ah oh, that didn't work forget about it but we have every month to you know to start fresh and then number 2 planet. Like I said earlier, when are you going to do this? So when is your energy at its best? I learned that from another professional organizer. Are you a night person and you can do these things at night? The main thing is scheduling and planning it. Yep. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen. I like live and die by my Google calendar. <laughs> yep. I totally, And I, I love an analog and a digital version because yes. I like to make my lists in writing form. And now that our team is growing at Bust Up, we use Asana for project management stuff, but it's, it's just not the same satisfaction. No, it's not. It's <laughs> crossing off a, a paper list, right? Yes. And there has been lots of studies that there is positive impact on writing things down. I'm big on that mm. as well. Our, we constantly have this mind chatter, right? <laughs> right. I don't know if it's mostly women, men, I don't know. But for me, there's thoughts, thoughts everywhere. And if we get it down on paper somehow, I feel like mm-hmm. we can see it. It's tangible. And we can reorganize it, prioritize it. Yeah. I call that my mom list. Like my mom is, she can't, I remember t- taking her on vacation once and we were sitting at dinner. She's like, okay, tomorrow, here's what we got to do. And I'm like, no. Let's not. She's like, all right, I got to just talk it out. I got to make this list. I got to keep going. I got it. And I'm like, what is happening here? You know, and getting it out of your head and onto the page is the first step of getting it clear, right? And making a plan. So I like that. Oh, you were telling us four steps. Did I jump in? Are there? Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah. So one step is to assess, find out where you're at. We call this in social work, like a baseline of where you're at. Number two, from there, based on your where you are, number two is to act, to plan. When are you going to do this thing, this decluttering, organizing? And then the third step is to actually do it. Implement. The hard part. (laughs) Yeah. The Fourth one is to pivot, not to be afraid to pivot and adjust when something isn't working. You don't necessarily have to chuck the whole thing, whatever the plan was, but see where it went wrong and try another thing. So you can start smaller, big. Some people are, for me, sometimes I do like a binge type of organizing where I want to do the whole house, but I don't want to do that. You don't want to do that in one day. It won't happen. It's not going to happen. We're going to get burnt out. Yeah, yeah. it's too much to do all at once. I learned that lesson the hard way this past weekend. That's that's real. So I feel like the process looks very shiny and neat on Instagram, and it cannot Mm -hmm. be, right? Because I was on the Code Marie train. I loved Marie Kondo's Netflix special. Definitely got me to let go of some things that no longer sparked joy for me, which was helpful. The home edit, if I may be so bold, I do not like, I don't think I made it through one episode of that thing. I was like, this is made for Instagram expensive containers as far as I can see. Yes. And I'm just trying to like understand how do we, like, what is the, if we take off the shiny veneer of like Instagram, perfect plastic container life, what, 
what does getting organized actually look like in your home? Let's start there because then I want to talk a little bit about money. But how do you approach that that home life organization? For me, getting organized at home is really a matter of what is the most convenient to me and my family. It's not about how it looks. I'm really not a uh, interior decorator looking type thing. And that's kind of how I saw the home edit. Like that's interior decorating. That is not organizing. Yes, (laughs) that is so real. Yes. And I, I don't have that gift. And I would rather say, hey, these items somehow keep falling into this place. For example, the laundry. Why do I keep putting it down here on the floor? Hey, why not just put the laundry basket right here Mm, on this area? So practical, really. It's a trial and error thing, like I said, you know, and it's not, it's an ongoing thing and it's got to be, the maintenance part is key to Mm. not having to do another overhaul of organization. So schedule it. Let's just say, I mean, that's why we have spring cleaning, right? Like I right. got to follow that and and really be, not, I'm not saying ritualistic with what we do, but for example, for myself, every Sunday I have what's called a Sunday basket that I purchased through another professional organizer where I am able to gather all my to-dos and I plan out the week with it. So it's a weekly thing. Sometimes it takes a while, sometimes it doesn't. And But the consistency of that weekly check-in with all my uh, to-dos and bills, et cetera, is, is very nice to have. Is it home stuff or is it like the money needing kind of a meeting? Everything. Everything that has to do with the household, um, yeah, personal life. Yes. Nice. And I like the idea of, of maintenance. It's an interesting concept, right? Because it's, in a way, it is about good design. You're like, what is the sure. recurring problem in our household that could be solved by one move? For example, recurring problem. Brad, Bolt, Brad my husband, Brad the boo, he <laughs> is an animal when it comes to the toothpaste tube, okay? There's no changing him. He just squeezes that thing like it's the end of its life. And it's disgusting. And I do not want to be a part of his toothpaste tube. It's gross. At one point after my many protestations, he did wipe it off once in the eight years I've known him. And I was like, you know, what's the solution to this problem. I'm buying my own toothpaste, damn it. Like, we're just not going to be a couple that shares a toothpaste tube. That's okay with me. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> so it's like, what is an elegant solution to a recurring problem? Like, there is an element of design there in, is in those choices, right? And then yes. now I don't have to fight about it. And he can make a mess with his toothpaste if it doesn't gross him out, which I'm horrified by. But <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and these are the simple things that we can you know, we can kind of back a little bit and, say, and uh, kind of do a self self observation or observation mm. of what's going on. Hey, what is going on here? What kind of change needs to happen here? And it just we're so busy that if we just took a few minutes to do that, to do some self-observation, do a brain dump. I believe that we have it in ourselves to know how to get ourselves together and organized. But if you don't, you can hire me. I was going to say, that sounds like some social worker speak. Yes, that's why I, I can imagine that makes you a very great professional organizer. Do you see the two fields as related? 
I definitely do. I definitely do. Number one is you've got to have a genuine care for people and provide them with what they need. And then in the end, they may feel motivated or more encouraged. Um, and that's if if they feel that at the end, then I've done my job. Yeah, I feel like letting someone else into your home home. <laughs> like opening your closet doors is one of the most like vulnerable, definitely raw, like fear of judgment that I can imagine. We all feverishly clean our houses when our best friends come over. You know what yes. I mean? We like yes. keep up this facade for our friends like, oh yeah, this is great. And so to imagine like bringing in a pro, it must be kind of like going to a financial advisor with $20,000 of credit card debt. You know what I mean? It's just, it, there's a lot of shame in both scenarios. Definitely. That can be such a barrier. How do you help people overcome that um, to get past the the blind fear of judgment that is so human? I am open with them as far as I'm here to help move you forward. Providing them with that reassurance and that that control of, you know, hey, it's okay. Life happens. <laughs> Life happens. It's okay to, you know, sometimes people go through different stages in life. There may be grieving involved or a family situation. And, you know, it's just out of our, our control and it's, yeah, and just plain life. And how I approach that with that is just that coming in with that non-judgmental attitude. And it does take, I don't want to say practice, but it just takes, it's not for everyone. <laughs> yeah, not everyone's good at that, I bet, you know? We all live differently, but I feel like mental illness intersects with all of this in such a obvious way, you know? Like when you're dealing with someone who is got a hoarding situation or a chronic overspender, um, which in some ways I kind of see those two things as related, but that's another story. You know, it's never the thing. It's always like, what are we trying to get by having that thing? You know, what is it that we need? And so bringing that approach must be really challenging and inquisitive almost, like approaching it scientifically, um, not as a judge, right? It is. It is. And, and it's, and they, you know, of course, you've got to, it takes time. It takes time for them mm. to, to open up. And we have to understand this, like, especially with money, it took me to finally yeah. admit that I have a problem <laughs> with yeah. that. And I have to give that same grace to people when yeah. and can, I cannot forget where I've come from, you know, from from that. And so reminding myself of what happened to me in the past really helps me to sympathize and empathize mm. with folks that are currently going through a hard time, whether it regarding lots of clutter or financial clutter, mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. And to paraphrase, I'd love to share a little bit about what you're talking about, because you went to college, um, which is a very big deal, uh, first generation American college student, right? Yes. And student loans were a big part of that with a 20-year payback plan. And then while you were there, isn't it interesting how many credit card companies set up a little booth on college campuses and get folks to sign up for credit cards? 
I remember being targeted like all students are. And you racked up quite a bit of credit card debt in addition to your student loans while you were a student, right? I sure did. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I mean, tell us a little bit about your journey um, from the financial standpoint of, of how you got to the point where in recent years, really, you've been debt free, which is amazing. Yes, thank you. Well, yes, um, upon getting into college, um, of course, lots of my friends are, are getting into college. And I said, well, my pa- I don't know how it's, this is going to happen, but here comes the student loans that I can easily, there's the key word, easily apply yeah. for. And imagine a kid, an 18-year-old kid getting thousands of dollars all of a sudden, and I did it. I bought things and I'm like, oh, after I paid my tuition, I got this much money left. It did turn into some type of, uh, really, it's a kind of an addiction to spend. Like I had, I, I, I had this, this illusion that I had all this money through student loans and credit cards, and I just kept on spending. And no one told me that it was wrong. No one told me, taught me that it was like, hey, you've got to stop doing that because you've got to pay it back. Yeah, isn't it interesting how no one would tell you because. There's a financial interest in you just doing that, right? Someone else is making money off of you when you're doing all of that. Right. And so that has been, I, and I've felt stuck uh, throughout the years. I thought that for the rest of my life, I would be in debt forever. And I accepted it. Mm-hmm. That's the funny thing is that I just accepted the fact that I'll be in debt for the rest of my life and that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. That's an okay life. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> and, yeah, until that wake up call that no this is not right. And just that, I think that wake up call and making that decision, people would ask me like, well, how did you, how did it happen? How, how did you make that decision? I said, well, I, I'm not really sure, but I, it hurt. It started to hurt like inside. Yeah. <laughs> that, that being tired of the debt pushed me towards finding a way to get out. If you would be counseling someone who's listening to this right now, kind of under their covers, so to speak, head in the sand, living in the, oh, well, I'll just be in debt for the rest of my life kind of acceptance, how would you advise that they begin peeling back that layer and looking at what's happening and how they can take charge of creating a life where there's more, like you said, more freedom to dream again? Yes. First, I would encourage him or her that you are in the right mindset at this time, even though you don't feel like you are, that you are beginning to think about what to do with your debt and to encourage them that, yes, this is the perfect place to start and that you have started this journey, whether you notice it or not. The fact that you've become aware that, hey, this is not right. This is not the way I should live. And so that's where I would start. And then after that, the, the practical things come and I would sit down with you and let's start where we are. Let's yeah. start, like I said earlier, assess the situation yeah. and write down what what is happening with the debt? Where is it coming from? And and really line by line, get them out on paper because mm. people tend to be ashamed because, and I was the same way. I didn't know, I didn't even know how much I owed. 
I didn't even know the total. And so I would encourage them that it's okay. It could get overwhelming to get it out on, on paper, but it's important because this is where you begin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the planning and the, you know, the, the details will come after that. But I think the shifting of the mindset is key. And just give it, like you said, giving yourself grace, kind of getting organized. <sighs> like the other side of getting organized feels really good. And so kind of acknowledging that this middle part can suck. It can be hard. It can be painful and awful. But the other side of it is so liberating. Um, You know, if you are waiting for a sign that it's time to, to start fresh, to regain control over a year that has been so out of so much of our control, um, you know, let this be it. Right. Today, today, right now. Yep. Right. Yeah. I love it. Where can my listeners learn more about your fantastic work and all the great ways that you help folks get organized? Yes. You can come hang out with me on Instagram. As you mentioned, um, I, you can find me at, at organize with grace and I you can definitely listen to my podcast. I named it the same organize with grace podcast. Uh, and then I've got a website organize with grace.com. So I kind of just kind of made it Nice and simple. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Well, Grace, thank you so much for sharing some of your time and talents with us. Thank you. I'll drop links to all of those resources in today's show notes. So folks who want to check you out can go learn more. Thanks so much, Grace. You're welcome, Emily. To see the full list of links and show notes associated with this episode and to share this episode with the folks in your world who you think could use it, head to bossedup.org slash episode 278. And don't forget to subscribe to the Bossed Up podcast wherever it is that you're listening to this right now. And please take a moment to rate and review the show if you are in the Apple Podcasts app right now. That's especially helpful and important for the health and quality of the show. So if you like what you're hearing... Go ahead and give us five stars while you're at it and let the world know that you're a bossed up listener. And thank you for your support in that way. All right, now it's time for this week's boss move of the week. Now this week, I wanna give a special shout out to three women, it's a triple boss move, in our bossed up life tracker planner community. So it's officially life tracker planner season, meaning if you haven't gotten your hands yet on a copy of our 2021 planners, Do not sleep on them. They go quickly. Last year, we sold out in the first few days of January. And this is not only a science-backed planner that hundreds of women all over the world use every year, but it also comes with an accountability community. And just last month, I was reconnecting with our community of planner users in our quarterly live accountability call. And I wanna give a special shout out to the women in that call who shared just how much progress they're making in their life despite the many challenges in their wake. So first, a shout out to Lauren, who despite being furloughed and then displaced due to COVID-19, managed to land a job in remote education that really only exists because of COVID-19 that yielded a 40% pay bump for her. Congratulations, Lauren, on that front. Incredible. And it's helped her really make some progress on her financial goals, like getting out of student debt, which as we talked about in this episode, is so important and also so difficult to do. So 
Major props to you, Lauren. So I just want this to underscore that there is still room to make significant progress on your goals. If you stay focused on that which you can control, you can make incremental progress that has astronomical impacts on your life. If you want help and you want to join our community of women who thrive while we strive, no matter what comes our way, Head to bossedup.org slash life tracker planner right now to take your pick among our three gorgeous cover designs for our 2021 planners, which now include monthly tabs as requested. It's our, our new latest design improvement as requested by our community members. And this year's planners are just so lovely. Start planning ahead for 2021. If you're in that boat, definitely head to bossedup.org slash life tracker planner to get your hands on yours now thanks as always for listening keep bossing in pursuit of your purpose and together as the motto goes from the very first african-american women's organization in the united states let's continue to lift as we climb